Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. to put into words. Sure, he had offered Caelan a high enough salary for him to get an apartment somewhere in the city, but, well, it was Hirondale. His salary here could afford a small dingy apartment somewhere in the worst district in the city. Instead of the three-story house in the suburbs, the same amount of money would have got him back in Eastbourne. Why would he want to spend most of his salary on accommodation when there was a perfectly good house for him to stay in for free? That way, he could use his salary on all sorts of fun things, or, let's be real, save it like he had been doing. He never knew when this job would end, and it paid to be prepared. Staying here, in a house like this, was more than enough payment on its own, in all honesty. The food was good, too. Lin's apparent hatred of sleeping meant that he woke up to a varied breakfast every single day. Sometimes it was an array of fruit, fresh and pre-cut into perfect bite-sized pieces, Others, it was a full-cooked halfling breakfast with meats and freshly-baked breads. Caelan ate a wide variety of food in the months that followed returning to Hirondale than he had ever tried in his life. Obviously, there were more than a few meals that he absolutely hated, the taste was too strong, or the texture wasn't perfect, although he was sure that it had still been cooked right. But it never really seemed to matter. He was simply honest with Lynn about what was good and what was bad, and there were always enough leftovers in the fridge to keep him fed that meal. Cookbooks of every culture on the island, and many further afield, lined the walls of Lynn's kitchen, and it wasn't a rare sight to come downstairs to Lynn poring over them, hair braided back with an apron wrapped around his waist. A few times, Caelan had tried to surprise him, sneak up behind him and catch him off guard, but each and every time he spun around, catching him in a kiss before wishing him good morning. It was a surreal feeling. Caelan really, really wasn't used to being caught, and here was this guy who seemed almost... useless at everything else, who was impervious to it, no matter how hard Caelan tried. If he didn't know any better, he would say that there was magic involved. The vast majority of the day, Lynn spent in his office doing... something Caelan didn't quite understand. From the times he popped in, asking if the elf wanted coffee, he would usually have his head buried so deep in his papers or his books that he didn't even notice the half-elf come in, or him swapping out an empty cup for a full one. It didn't matter how much Caelan tried to coax him out, he'd skip lunch most days. He'd only emerge at the end of the day, still as perky as he was in the morning, before cooking a full three-course meal for them that night. Talking of books, Caelan spent most of his days trying to make his way through the huge number of fiction books Lynn had in his library. He never was the fastest reader, sure, but even if he was, he knew there would be enough here just in the languages he spoke to occupy him for months, maybe even years. 
If he included the books in languages he didn't even recognise, he was sure there were more books here than he could read in our lifetime. Some days he would stay in the library, reclining back on one of the large couches, but more frequently he found himself lounging outside in the garden. Lynn's garden was magnificent. Caelan wasn't quite sure where it even ended, it stretched on so far. Behind the house was a well-manicured lawn, bordered by beautiful flowers that he couldn't even begin to name. It stretched back, grass slowly being replaced with more and more sand, flowers more appropriate to an arid environment dotted amongst the others in a seamless transition to the desert that the Cobal Expanse was famous for. To the left of the house was a large pool, the outdoor pool, which usually Caelan wouldn't be interested in if it wasn't for the lazy river that ran into it and the sun loungers alongside it. It was nice to dip his feet in the water and lie back under one of the large sunshades as he read. As long as he didn't stay out in the sun for too long and used enough of the sunblocking cream Lynn had not so subtly left out after the first time Caelan got burnt, he got along just fine. The right side of the garden, and the view you saw outside of Lynn's room, was maybe the most beautiful. There was a knot garden full of bright flowers which Caelan was sure weren't supposed to flower all at once, let alone at this time of year. Behind them were tall, twisting trees that curled easily around each other and stretched up into the sky. Caelan had gone through there after a few days of exploring the rest of Lynn's garden curious as to what the sound of water was coming from behind it. The forest wasn't as big as the ones he had been in with his mother, but it was plenty sizable for something existing in somebody's garden, or at the edge of somebody's garden, or even just for being so close to the city. He had found a river of crystal clear water, winding itself through the trees. It looked deceptively shallow, and... Caelan had even had to magic himself out of it after he took a step too far and stumbled into the water. That evening, Lynn had warned him about the river, about the number of people who had lost their lives in there, assuming it was peaceful and tranquil. There were strong currents under the water, he explained, that dragged people under no matter how good of a swimmer they were. From that point onwards, Caelan resolved to avoid going into the water, no matter how interesting the other side looked. Following downstream a few days after, he had come across the edge of one of the cliffs at the border of the expanse, the water plummeting down to the ocean below. He sat there for a while, two or three times, watching the few sticks and debris from further up the river tumble to their doom on the rocks below. It was fairly clean, in all honesty, as rivers go. He'd pulled one of the maps from the library, watching this specific river on its short route from the mountains, through Lynn's estate and into the falls. He often found himself waiting there until the sun set, cross-legged on the floor as he played his dulcimer, or read a book that he had brought with him. Lynn never seemed to mind. In all fairness, the garden was perfectly safe, and Caelan could make his way through the dark just fine, so there was nothing to worry about. Every night, as soon as he was back, there was a different meal on the table, and more leftovers in the fridge for him to take out the next day. It was almost as if Lynn spent the entire day doing that, and not whatever work he actually did. What did you do today? 
It was a question that Lynn asked every evening as soon as Kaelin sat down. There would already be a glass of water on the table and cutlery laid out perfectly. They usually ate in the kitchen, a small table set up in the middle of a room which looked more suited to feeding hundreds, not just the two of them. Sometimes they ate in the grand hall though, when Lynn was feeling fancy, surrounded by marble and gilded decorations. The room was obviously meant for huge glamorous parties, with a perfectly smooth marble floor leading up to a stage that could probably fit an entire band if they wanted it to. Green, red and gold drapes hung between large decorative columns, and Kaelin didn't need to feel them to just know that they were made of real velvet. There was only one table in there, one which didn't quite fit in with the decor and it was obvious that Lynn had bought it later for smaller occasions than the room was designed for. He had looked around the house a few times and come across a storage room full of chairs, tables, decorations, and everything that was needed to throw a bigger party than Kaylin had ever seen. Kaylin would always answer Lynn's question honestly. It didn't matter whether he had taken on a small job in the city or just lounged around. Lynn always wanted to know the details. He wanted to know how the work went, or how the book he was reading was planning out. For someone so interested in what he was doing, he was also somewhat respectful. Whenever Kaelin wasn't up for talking, or didn't want to explain the book in the minute detail Lynn requested, he never pushed. Instead, the elf simply nodded, getting back to his food and leaving a comfortable silence hanging in the air. The evenings were just as easy, just as chilled out as the days were. Kaelin would set about lighting a fire in the drawing room before the two of them would relax back until it was time for bed. The tradition had started the first time he watched Lynn struggle with matches and tinder, before jumping back in surprise when Kaelin sang a small tune and it sprung up magically. Sometimes Lynn would read with him, laying his head in the half-elf's lap as he made his way through a book faster than Kaelin ever could. Sometimes he would translate one of the fiction novels Kaelin couldn't understand, voice smooth and only stumbling at some of the harder words that he couldn't immediately decipher. Other times, when Kaelin was tired of reading or he really wanted to play, he would pick up his dulcimer and pluck at the strings randomly. Lynn would leave him be, then giving him all the space he needed to stretch out. The elf usually set up a canvas on the easel that he had stored in the corner of the room, or a smaller sketchbook and set to work. Lynn made many things, from small sketches to larger, full paintings. Caelan watched, occasionally, when he knew the melody well enough to not need to look at the strings, or if he was just making it up as he went along. No matter what Lynn was doing, the result was always beautiful and as close to perfect as Kaelin had ever seen. It was another facet of life where, if Kaelin didn't know any better, he would have assumed that magic was involved. But today, nearly a month after living with Lynn, Kaelin noticed a pattern. It wasn't as if he was really meaning to, the realisation just washed over him out of nowhere. You always draw people. This time it was an elven woman, the darker skin of a wood elf with hair that was yet to be coloured flowing over her shoulder. 
She was still in the early stages of being painted, but the sketch was fully completed and Kaylin could see that she was going to be almost unnaturally beautiful. Lynn, however, froze in place. Brush still howled against the canvas as he turned to look at Kaylin with a shocked expression. I... uh... do I? Kaylin nodded, putting his dulcimer beside him and standing up to look through some of the more recent paintings Lynn had completed. Mostly portraits or full-body pieces, but even the landscapes had people in them. Sitting in cafes, camping through the wilderness. Yeah. Every single painting I have seen you do, every single drawing, it has someone in it somewhere. You know, it could be a game. Finding the person in your art. He paused for a moment, watching Lynn's face as he looked over at the art with an unreadable expression. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just interesting. You like drawing people. Lynn paused, looking back at his painting before resuming. Caelan wondered if he was trying to avoid eye contact. He found the elf preferred difficult conversations when he didn't need to look directly at him. I... I guess I like people. He started as he worked on bright green irises. They're... Captivating. You can capture so much about them with just one painting. You can't do that with landscapes or objects. Not as easily, anyway. But you can look at a painting of a person and wonder just who they are. It doesn't even matter if they're real or not, it's fun to contemplate their hopes, fears, dreams. Kaylin nodded, sitting down closer to Lynn with a smile and watching him work. It was interesting, watching the way the picture came together. So, who's she? Is she real? Lynn paused for a second, before smiling fondly in a way that answered Kaylin's question without words. This is Aversia. Ever. We stayed in her house in Winterfell. She... She's a really close friend. Kaylin smirked, watching Lynn's ears twitch as he worked on the painting in front of him. I don't know many people who smile like that, or paint intricate pictures of just friends. I bet the two of you were a stunning couple. And there Lynn's blush was, the kind that stretched from the tips of his ears right down to disappear underneath his shirt. Kaylin knew if he didn't have that shirt on, it would stretch down to his belly button. He stumbled a few times, like he usually did, before taking a deep breath and continuing with his painting. We never... Uh... She's more of a sister to me. Kaelin sighed. He put his foot in it. Leaning forward, he rubbed his hand down Lynn's arm gently, trying to reassure him. She just wasn't into you, huh? Lynn chuckled a little, sitting back in his chair and looking at Kaylin slightly. No, that wasn't the issue. She was plenty into me, it's just, um... We kissed, a little. 
She was my first kiss, but I just wasn't into it. Women aren't really my thing. Not that she's not beautiful. Kaylin couldn't help but smile at that, the way Lynn was looking at him awkwardly, as if it was some sort of big surprise that he was gay. That's fine. Everyone's into different things. I bet she wasn't too pleased about it, though. Lynn laughed again, looking down at the floor. Nah, not really. It was my first kiss, so... Apparently sitting back and asking her, is it supposed to be that wet, isn't the way to go. It was Kaylin's turn to laugh then, a genuine laugh that he found himself having more and more since he'd moved in with Lynn. Yeah, no, definitely not the way to go. I'm surprised she even spoke to you again. Lynn's response was another chuckle before he picked up his brush and got straight back to painting. It was a few minutes before either of them spoke again, sitting in a comfortable silence that was, oh, so familiar to them. If we're talking about painting, I was thinking of making a trip to try and practice some more interesting pieces. I wondered if you maybe wanted to come with me. Kaylin paused for a moment, looking at Lynn before nodding and smiling. Where did you want to go? There's a... How do I put this? Uh, there's sort of an underground fighting pit that happens in town once a month. The next one's coming up in a couple of days, Lynn explained, back to the same old habit of staring at the painting in order to stop himself from needing to look back at Kaylin. Kaylin couldn't help it, blurting out his words with a laugh. There's an underground fighting pit in Hirondelle? Lynn blushed again, that dark blush that Kaylin was getting so acquainted with. Of course there is. What better place for there to be an underground fighting pit? There's a ton of rich people looking for their kicks in any way they can. My sibling used to compete every month. Used to win, too. And there was that familiar smile, the one Lynn reserved for when he spoke about his sibling, whether he knew it or not. I thought it would be useful to get some interesting poses. I sketch the general gesture while I'm there and fill it in when I get home. Kaylin nodded. It sounded like fun above all else. Even if he wasn't going to be drawing, he always enjoyed people competing at the top of their game. And this sounded like the perfect opportunity to watch. Alright then, it's a date. The choice of words may have been a mistake. Lynn's ears pinned down, blush deepening as his hand twitched and left a line of paint where it shouldn't have gone. Uh, fuck, um, okay, uh, I'll, I'll get all the arrangements in place. We'll need masks, it's a sort of requirement to get in. Being an illegal event and all, people try not to show their face. It's also, well... It's Hirondelle, so it's pretty fancy. We'd need to... Get me some nicer clothes? Kaylin offered, stopping Lynn's train of thought in its tracks. Whereas it could be fun to try and get him to this point, the point at which his brain ran away with him and he also vomited out words as soon as they came to his mind. He'd 
tried not to torture him with it too much. Yeah. Some nice clothes. A nice suit and a nice mask. Do you... Do you trust me to find something good for you? Of course, Kaylin responded, leaning forward to kiss Lynn's cheek gently before letting him get back to work on the painting. When it comes to matter of style, I trust you implicitly. <laughs> <laughs>